0: So some news yesterday, uh, we're going to find out exactly how big of a deal it is for beef producers in this part of the world. You may have seen it as China and the Philippines uh, joined South Korea in uh, putting it, well, I don't want to say a ban, but at least um, a pause on Canadian beef imports following a single case of atypical BSE. Uh, mad cow disease, essentially. So let's get some details on exactly what the situation is. We're going to chat now with uh, Dennis Laycraft, who's the Executive Vice President of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Uh, Dennis, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time today.
1: Oh, it's great to be on, and good morning.
0: So, um, obviously, this isn't good news. Um, how bad is it? Uh, what are you expecting to to come from this? Will it be short-term, possibly?
1: Yeah, I mean, they should be short-term. You know, the, the rest of the world's kind of moved on recognizing atypicals do not affect your status and in a case like this the animal was found on farm it it never left the farm the remains will be uh, will be disposed of uh, through incineration so it presents no risk and atypicals are naturally occurring around the world there you know if people do enough surveillance virtually every country with a cattle population will eventually find one so You know, unfortunately, we still have a a few countries that when you do announce a case of BSE, they aren't differentiating between the classical and the atypical, and it requires providing more information to them. But usually these are are temporary, and, you know, they they literally could be open in days. But, uh, you know, we're dealing with foreign regulators, so it often takes
0: longer than that. Uh, help us out here. When we're talking about these two different forms or um, kinds of BSE, what is the difference between atypical and the kind that caused so many problems before?
1: Yeah, the, the classical it was referred to basically came out of the United Kingdom and it was spread through contaminated animal feed, uh, particularly, and we've largely eradicated that uh, from the world. But, you know, with the intense... Uh, Surveillance that continues underway, we've they've discovered that there are you know, a few cases naturally occurring of this other form of uh, of BSE that they refer to as atypical, uh, generally in older animals. And uh, when you find that, it's not it hasn't been spread by feed. It's just something that spontaneously occurs, very very rarely, but will show up in in animals. Uh, virtually in every population around the world. You know, it might be 10 years before you you see another one. That's right. how rare these things are.
0: Are there other cases that we can look at recently in the last, I don't know, five, 10 years and say, okay, this happened and this is how it was handled, so we can sort of have some expectation as to what we might see in this instance?
1: Yeah, you know, there are a number, um, and each country seems to be a little different. You know, the U.S. Uh, had a case in 2020, and, you know, we we saw... Um, Korea partly suspend and then reopen. Um, you know, China with a number of countries will suspend. And when they say suspend, basically they ask the country to quit issuing veterinary certificates, which are your export certificates. So, you know, we quit issuing those certificates until they ask questions. They'll send a questionnaire over. We'll provide information. If they look for more information, they'll send more questions over and. Of course, those have to be translated and and provided yeah. back. So, you know, each it's it occurs so rarely that I'm not sure there's actually, you know, kind of a pattern that I would say that's out there. And you know, that's any country that is actually doing proper surveillance or, you know that's where you're likely to find it. So, the countries that that clearly have the best controls in in place around the world are the ones that are doing the, uh, the most thorough work around this. Yeah.
0: Those are the ones that are going to find it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the expectation here, hopefully, this will be short lived, and I imagine you guys have a huge campaign underway to try and make sure that it is short lived. Um, and uh, you know, just in terms of the impact, has it had an impact on on the industry to this point?
1: You know, it's been pretty minor okay. um, at this point. We've, you know, our largest customer is the United States, and Japan has been an extraordinary customer this year in Mexico. So with our Mexico-Canada-U.S. agreement and with the CPTPP and those countries that are really following the international guidelines uh, to the T there. we've you know, That's where the majority of our exports go. And as you look at China, it's really a, a growth market for us into the future. And likewise with Korea, it's been growing. But yeah, you know, hopefully, as we get through this, uh, you know, we can improve the procedures moving forward, so you don't get into these uh, unnecessary suspensions and you know have trade continue to occur unabated.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Dennis. Thanks so much for the update, and uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on things and uh, maybe reach out again down the road. Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have a great day.